Hi everybody, Drake Hill here. When I launched Hair How I Grew It, I expected sisters to relate to it, but I didn't think men would listen or care. Well, turns out they do. Listen to this review. As a man, I admit I do not understand the things women in general put themselves through for their hair. But when it comes to black women in particular, what many black women do to their hair is a mystery wrapped in a puzzle surrounded by a maze. It is mind boggling to me. But that's why I love this podcast. The personal journeys and societal pressures these women go through to basically arrive back at what nature intended are really amazing to hear. I hope you're enjoying the program, too. If you are, record a review on Anchor or leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Now, hair, how I grew it. It was just such an awakening for me. I'm so glad for that moment because I was like, this is silly. I'm worried about my hair. (laughs) Like, I'm worried about this little buzz cut and this woman is covered from head to toe with these warts and she has the courage to get on this train and I'm I'm worried about having a short haircut so that was I'm like I said I'm I was just really glad for that moment and that was the real awakening I had where I was like you know what this hair will never have this hold on me again This is Hair, How I Grew It, a show where sisters talk about their hair-raising natural hair journeys. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. I've been sporting my natural for more than a decade, but the road to getting here wasn't easy. My story reflects the hair struggles sisters have faced since our enslaved ancestors were brought to America in the 1600s, and their African hair and identity were stripped away. As we commemorate the 400-year anniversary of that painful history, Hair, How I Grew It, features Black women from all walks of life who have chosen to wear their natural crowns in a culture that promotes straight hair. On today's show, I interview Doreen Hodge. I met Doreen more than a decade ago when her husband, who has worked with me on media productions, introduced us and we hit it off right away. A Queens, New York native, Doreen worked in media for years and did a stint as a fifth grade elementary school teacher. Now a stay-at-home mom who refers to herself as a domestic engineer, love Love, love that title, by the way. Doreen has worn a natural for 12 years. Just hours before our interview, New Jersey Senator and Democratic presidential candidate Cory Booker unveiled the Crown Act. This proposed federal legislation follows states like New York and California and a few localities that have already banned hair discrimination. Listen to Hair How I Grew It Episode 6 to hear my interview with Kamara Douglas. Her on-the-job natural hair discrimination recently helped change the law in Cincinnati, Ohio. I asked Doreen what she thought of the senator's proposed legislation. Maybe this law will make them feel more comfortable in wearing their natural hair during the week or whenever they would like. 
but <laughs> um I, I I just don't know if it will if you do wear your hair natural and you go on that interview you don't get the job what then what was, then what how can you prove I was discriminated against because of my hair. They can always pull out something on your resume and say, or or someone else's resume and say they got the job because of this. It had nothing to do with your hair. So how do you prove that? I I don't know. Maybe the question is for a civil rights attorney, but I I, I just don't know how much the Crown Act will help. I reached out to Senator Booker's team to request an interview with him so he could talk about the bill and address this valid skepticism. I also reached out to Congresswoman Marsha Fudge, one of the bill's co-sponsors, my fellow Clevelander and Delta Sigma Theta sorority sister. I asked her to share her natural hair journey on the show. Congresswoman Fudge played a pivotal role in getting the military to loosen its natural hair restrictions. I'm crossing my fingers that she and Senator Booker will get back to me. Doreen describes her hair texture as soft and billowy with a tight coil pattern. It was long when she was young and got lots of attention. Through elementary school and junior high school, when my mom was still taking care of my hair, I just basically wore ponytails. Just, um, you know, long ponytails. And I always remember the girls in school would play in my hair. And I would get in trouble because I would come home and my hair, my braids would be out. My hair would be all over the place. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my mom would just <laughs> be so upset. But, yeah, she actually did not want me to perm my hair. But I did in seventh grade because everyone else's hair was straight. I wanted straight hair. And it was my aunt that permed my hair. <laughs> and my mom didn't know. I begged and begged my aunt to do it. She finally permed my hair. So what did she do? Get a kitty perm and just sneak and do it in your kit? I mean, how did you guys get away with your mom <laughs> I, not knowing? I was just visiting her. She was the aunt that would take you to get your second ear piercing or, you know, um, she just, she permed it. My mom wasn't super upset, you know, because I was getting older. She understood and it was that aunt who always did that. So she kind of, you know, she wasn't she wasn't too upset. Okay. But she was the cool aunt, basically. Right, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Aunt Brenda. <laughs> okay, so the cool aunt does it when you're visiting her. And did she, what, was it a kitty perm or I, do you was, even remember? Um, I don't remember. I think it was just a regular perm. That she got at the store. Right. And the cool aunt did a good job. Doreen doesn't recall any relaxer issues. Did your mom press and curl your hair at all? Or it was just natural until you convinced your aunt, hey, I want this relaxer. She would press and curl my hair. And what I think a lot of Black moms at the time, only on special occasions. So I think that drilled home the point even more to me like oh if I only get my hair pressed on special occasions I feel so pretty this is the this is the prettier way to be mm. why don't I press it more often you know I make sure I don't um blow my I'm going to make sure I haven't even started really blowing her hair out my daughter's hair I'm not going to do that on special occasions and I get it mm. it's a different look and you know um but it, it just drives home the wrong message, I believe. 
That's understood. And honestly, I never thought about it that way. But if you're just like, okay, for special occasions, meaning this is where you're supposed to be pretty today, <laughs> you know, like church, right. like, okay, right. versus right. the other time, just look any old kind of way and whatever. Right, right. What was the occasional press and curl experience like for her? Not great. But mom would try to use a Jedi mind trick to help comfort young Doreen through the pain. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so forgive me for the reference if you're not. Oh, I never got burnt. It was always the heat. That's just the heat. Mommy, I have a scab. No, that's just the heat. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, you know, every black girl, little black girl story, the wincing and, you know, the, you know, just being burnt the little burns on the top of the ear sometimes I remember my mother spent because my hair was long and full so it took her a long time to press my hair to blow it out and then press it Doreen's hair was also challenging for someone else but unlike Doreen's mom this woman panicked and I went to visit a girlfriend whose mom is white and she had no clue what my mom went through we took a bath (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I got my hair soaking wet that same night before it was a special occasion before we were going to I think it was a holiday party the next day. And I got my hair soaking wet and she called my mom like, I don't know what to do with her hair. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, what happened? What did she what did you guys end up I, doing? Know, I don't remember. She probably finagled something. I, I don't remember what she did. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Now, in terms of you looking at your relaxed hair for the first time, I mean, was it all that you dreamed that you wanted it to be? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Back then? Yeah. It was like, oh, this is, you know, straight. I felt like it was easier to get it in the hairstyles I wanted. Um, Definitely. Well, who maintained the relaxer? I mean, because mom, if she didn't want it, did your aunt just do the touch-ups for you? Were you going to the salon? How were you keeping it? Um, I think on special occasions, I would go to a salon. But most of the time, my mom did it. My sister did it. One of my friends. Oh, so your mom did eventually come around right, to, yeah. keep it, to keep it right. up. Oh, yes. okay. You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. Today, I'm talking to domestic engineer, Doreen Hodge. While at college in the late 1990s, Doreen still didn't rely on stylists often. She mostly had friends do her touch-ups and came up with a brilliant way to save money. Or you did the... You did your relaxer first, and then you went to the hairdresser so you could pay less. <laughs> and then the hairdresser got upset at you because you didn't let her do the relaxer. Hey, but when you're in school, you're counting every penny. You do what you got to do. Exactly, you know exactly, exactly. I had this thing about long hair. My hair had to be long. So in order to get different styles, I would do everything to cut off the, you know, had they had, we had the high bangs back in the day so I would do everything to cut off the bangs but would never cut the back of my hair it was just in my head from those little girls playing in my hair since I was younger to relatives always complimenting my hair to people you know always complimenting that long hair 
that I, I it was just it was really hard for me to cut it off. Now a college graduate and working in media, Doreen continued getting relaxers and was still obsessed with length. Then a botched dye job that she did herself forced her to let it go. I was like, this is crazy. Your hair is falling out. It looks crazy. And you're still trying to hold on to what long pieces you have. Get a haircut. So I went to a hairdresser and um, asked her to cut it short. I loved it. But the maintenance, I was not used to, you know, having to curl it almost every day. And I started to just kind of wearing it wash and go. And I think I looked like Stoney Jackson. It was like, you know, the roots were wavy and curly and then the the ends were straight and it it just looked crazy after a while. So I decided I needed to cut my hair. I wanted, this is when I was like, I need to go natural. I want to go natural. Um, I was already, you know, it was already short. So I figured I can do, you know, doing a big chop wasn't a big deal. So I went to, my friend had, had really short hair. Her husband maintained it. It was beautiful. So I went to him and was like, hey, can you cut my hair? I want it like Sharika's, um, you know, long enough for it to curl. Not too and short. And was Sharika his wife? Yes, yeah, Sharika was his okay. wife. Okay. Um, long enough to curl, not too short, you know. And so he went to cutting my hair. <laughs> and then I went in the bathroom and looked in the mirror and I had like a buzz cut. <laughs> oh, I, I know that was a shock. It was a shock. I cried. I just remember crying over the sink, looking in the mirror and splashing water in my face like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Remember Doreen's Stony Jackson reference? I didn't know who he was until a Google search jogged my memory. He's an actor who primarily played bit roles in the 1980s. The guy who cut Doreen's hair really, really short wasn't a professional. He's the son of a barber. Even though she thought she was in good hands, Doreen admits she should have known better. She got over the ordeal after a few days and... I bought a wig. I named her Regina. It was my first (laughs) wig ever. I only had like a weave once before in my life. Okay, what is up with the wig naming? My other friend who I interviewed, I think she was episode two or three. She named her wigs too. What is that about? I have no clue. I guess you get attached. It's just like naming a car. Like, yeah, she they, names they her car too. They treat you better too. when you name them. That friend of mine, my sister from another mista, is Este Irby. Listen to Hair How I Grew It episode two to hear Este share how she embraced both her natural and gray. School me on brown paper bag rollers and explain why she too names her wigs. You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. Back to Doreen after a short break. Even with Regina, Doreen still fretted a little about her hair until... I was on the train one day 
and this woman and I, I saw I was like everyone was like backed away the the train was crowded it was the e-train in New York and everyone was away from this woman like just everyone and I was like why so I go into the space where this space because I don't understand why everyone is so far from her they're not even sitting in the seats anywhere near her and I see she had like these warts all over her body like covering every centimeter of her every inch like Mm. just all these warts and I stood by you know I stood over there and I just it was just such an awakening for me I'm so glad for that moment because I was like this is silly. I'm worried about my hair. (laughs) Like I'm worried about this little buzz cut. And this woman is covered from head to toe with these warts. And she has the courage to get on this train. And I'm, I'm worried about having a short haircut. So that was, like I said, I'm, I was just really glad for that moment. And that was the real awakening I had where I was like, you know what, this hair will never have this hold on me again. That is powerful. Relaxer free and sporting a buzz cut with Regina, Doreen embraced her natural. I was very comfortable with it. I even went to a comedy show and the host of the comedy show knew me. So um, he starts to tell a joke and he was like, you ever get a bad haircut? And then it was right after my friend's (laughs) husband cut my hair. So my entire table started laughing. And he was like, what? What, Doreen? And I was so comfortable. I took the wig right off. I snatched the wig (laughs) off in the middle of the comedy club. (laughs) And he was like, oh, my God. He was like, I knew you had long hair. I figured you just, you know, you got a little short, cute cut. Oh, it was, it was. So that's how comfortable I had become after you know, seeing the woman on the subway and I thought it was silly, but then my hair started growing out and you're not used to, I wasn't yet used to maintaining my natural hair. So I, okay. I did go back to a perm because this was like, um, you know, just entering the working world. So I did go back to a perm, but then went natural again. A few, actually I tried maybe a couple times and then would always end up perming it because, you know, that was what I was comfortable with. I felt like it was easier to maintain my hair. But every time she did get a relaxer, she regretted it. Yet the perm, natural, perm, natural cycle continued for about five years. Then when she left New York and moved to the Washington DC metro area, Doreen stopped perming for good. During her early natural years, she was dating her now husband, who's been very supportive. He applauded it. He, you know, he wanted me to be natural. So I think that's, you know, that helped. I, I, no, matter of fact, I know that helped, you know, him being like, yeah, just wear your hair natural, grow it, you know, don't perm it anymore. So um, I think that definitely helped. Okay. Okay. I think the confidence of wearing your natural hair was sexy to him. Hey. Well, a lot of men feel that way, and they should, quite frankly. Husband support, check. What about colleagues at work? So this was just one of a few incidents, actually. I, it was like one of the first days I was wearing my hair natural, and a colleague came to me and was like, did you see, I won't say her name, another colleague's hair? It, it just looks crazy today. And then he, was, he looked up at me and was like, kind of like yours does today. 
So, oh it, my goodness. <laughs> so, and I'm going to assume this person was of the other persuasion. No, this person was black. This was a black man. This was a black man. Okay, now I I don't have words. Yeah. So, you know, I just laughed. It um because I guess just but I I wasn't upset at him because I understood because I thought about how it took me time to get used to my natural texture. How could I fault him for having the same, you know, it just it took him longer to get to where I was. I was there. Okay. I was there at one point too where I didn't think natural hair was as beautiful as straight hair. So I couldn't, you know, I, I wasn't upset at him. I couldn't fault him. Um, you just use these moments as teachable moments. And honestly, I, learn... I can't, I'm judging him now. And it's so unfair because I, I had those moments too. And I've discussed them in previous podcasts. So everybody you're listening, if you haven't already go back and listen to some of the other shows, <laughs> I'm not going to go through everything again, but no, right. I mean, there were definitely moments as a kid and as an adult, you know, you look at your hair and you just don't see it. You just don't see it. And I even right. think about when I was in college, there is, I didn't think about going natural then, but I know a hundred percent, there is no way if somebody asked me, I would have looked at them like they were crazy. No, right. we're not doing that now. Right. Who's doing that? So yeah, let me check myself and no judgment because I was there too. So. One other story about another colleague I straightened my hair. You know, sometimes I just felt like, you know, I guess it was getting cool out and I had been natural for a while now. And I, the majority of the time I wore it natural. So I, you know, straightened it and I went upstairs. When you say straightened with, with what you press it, you blow dried it out. Right. Blew it okay. out and flat iron. Got it flat ironed. Um, got it. At this point, I'm not doing it myself. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. So I go up to one of my colleagues offices to hand in some paperwork or something and she says to me oh my your hair looks beautiful and she's going on and on and she's of the other persuasion she's going on and on about how beautiful my hair looks and then asks me why don't you wear it like that all the time Uh, if looks could kill (laughs) (laughs) if looks could kill Oh my. <laughs> and she uh, saw that look and she backtracked very quickly. <laughs> She's like, I mean, yeah, I hate when my mom tells says stuff like that to me. It's so silly and blah blah blah. Like You better recognize. Wow. Okay. They were gonna have to call HR on me that day, but I I just smiled and <laughs> kept it moving. Like, okay, and kept it moving. Okay, so clearly by this time you were 100% confident in your natural look. You were oh, just yes. taking a break for a day, right, blowing it out. Right. But mm-hmm. I think right. it was to get a trim. Most of the time I would, you know, straighten it to get my ends trimmed. And her friends and family besides hubby. My cousin was mentioning one of her friends and said, yeah, everyone is going natural. And I got a lot of well, everyone doesn't have your texture, so they don't need to do it. Like, it was okay because my texture, my curl was a little looser. So it was okay that I did it, but not everyone. I remember she used the words, her hair looked offensive. 
<laughs> like, <Ooh>. what? <laughs> her natural texture looked offensive. I had another friend tell me that she didn't believe I actually thought natural the natural texture was beautiful and that I only thought people with curly hair, like, you know, who had a curl pattern to their hair. I only thought, and I, I, I pointed out my little sister, Jade, who had been natural for years before me. She's seven years younger than me and she went natural um, back in college, early college years. And she didn't have a, you know, a defined curl pattern and I thought her fro was gorgeous. So I pointed that out. So it's like, People, I got a lot of people thought it was just, you know, something everyone is doing, just this trend. And everyone can't jump on the bandwagon kind of thing. There's one of my aunts, again, say the same thing. Oh, you can do it because you got that good hair. And it was like, oh, like nails on a chalkboard when you hear someone say good hair. (laughs) Like, Are you serious this day and age? You're still saying good hair. Another surprise? The response Doreen got to one of her natural photos she posted on Instagram in 2013. She read to me what her friend posted word for word. It doesn't count if you already have pretty hair, punk ass. And clearly they meant it as a cheeky joke, but really serious too. It was, that's right. double. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh, that's a dig. Uh, not even a dig. Did you respond? But... No, I did didn't. Did you respond? I didn't, I didn't bother. <laughs> okay. It wasn't even a dig. You know, it's just it just goes along with the good hair comment. Oh, if your hair was natural. But I see her pictures now. I'm sure she change the tune because I see her pictures now and she has now she wears her hair natural all the time so while talking about this I outed my college self to Doreen you see I too bought into the good hair thinking I remember telling my sans you have good hair they gave me looks that were meant to put me six feet under they were really offended and I didn't get it. I mean, they had soft, manageable hair, and I so did not. Or at least that's what I thought. Now I see we all have good hair. So to my sans, Melanie, and Aaron, I publicly apologize for my ignorance. Thankfully now, I see the beauty God gave all of us. I never have any doubts about my natural hair. I I will never perm my hair again. (laughs) I can say that confidently. Even if I get my hair trimmed and it's straight um, so I can get a trim, I can't wait to wash it and get it back to its natural state. So I have no doubts at all, especially since I had a little girl and I know I set an example for her. I would never want her to feel like, oh, mommy's straightening her hair. So my hair may not be beautiful. So, no, I have no doubts. Doreen ended our conversation with words of wisdom for all of us natural sisters and those on the fence to think about. I also wanted to address that phrase, going natural. I don't think you go natural. I think you are natural. And I think we need to change. And I I say it myself all the time. But we need to change the way we think about that even. You're not going natural. 
you're you are natural you're you're going to a perm so if you're comfortable with it and it's something you're thinking about just do what happens naturally just love your hair love yourself love yourself for who you are that's it Here's Doreen's hair care routine. During the summer, she typically wears a wash and go. Every week, Doreen washes her hair with Cream of Nature shampoo and conditions it with Tresemme conditioner. After rinsing the conditioner out and blotting her hair dry with a t-shirt, she adds a dollop or two of As I Am Curling Jelly or Eden Body Works Curl Defining Cream to her coily strands. Doreen uses a t-shirt instead of a towel to blot because towels frizz her hair. Doreen maintains her wash and go by letting it get damp when she takes a shower. After about three or four days, she puts it up on top of her head in a ponytail. When the weather cools down, instead of a wash and go, Doreen twists her hair with Orr's Olive Oil Smooth and Holding Pudding. She lets the twists set overnight, untwists them, and rocks a twist out. She maintains the look by retwisting her hair every other night and applying As I Am Double Butter. Doreen doesn't wear a bonnet or a scarf to bed, but she does sleep on a satin pillowcase that often finds its way under her husband's head. After finishing our phone interview, Doreen realized she forgot to mention an important point. So I called her back and here's what she had to say. When we talk about natural hair, I think way too often an important part of the conversation is left out. And that's why we feel the way about our hair that we do. Why aren't we in love with our hair um, from very young? And that's because of the legacy of white supremacy. A lot of times we talk about, yeah, we don't like our hair, but it's important to go to the root of the cause of that. And um, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, you know, for folks that are like white supremacy, that again, you know, how how do you address that? (laughs) Yes, that again. It is. of so many of our issues and it hasn't gone anywhere when I was growing up I didn't have cartoons with little girls that look like me my books um didn't feature little girls with afros I saw little girls with straight hair the magazines you read um everyone had straight hair Doreen is making sure things are different for her daughter The majority of her books, you see little black girls, little black boys. Um, it's about loving herself. It's about the, the books are about loving her hair. The cartoons she watches, she watches things like Esme and Roy that features uh, a little black girl as the main character. And it can't just be, oh, okay, this cartoon, oh, this 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 a, this a little black boy, little black girl on the sideline. No. The, the majority of the characters, if not all of the characters, need to be um, Black characters. Did you, did have you shown her the new uh, Sony film, The Hair Love? Have you shown her that yet? Yes, we did watch that. And, and she what did she, what loved I, she loved it? Mm-hmm. We also watched um, cartoons like Akili and Me, which is a cartoon, um, I forget which part of Africa. I think it's out of Ghana. 
and you can find that on YouTube. I'm, I'm just so grateful now that there are so many books that I can choose from. Even Puzzles by Puzzle Huddle, that is a Black-owned company that features uh, Black ballerinas, little Black girls as pilots. So it, it's completely different. So, I, And I think we just need to bombard our children with these images. No matter, you can say what you want, but it's what they see that goes into their subconscious. So if mainstream media, if they're constantly getting those images, we have to constantly um, give the opposite of what they're seeing in mainstream media. And how old is your little girl? She just turned four. Okay. And any hints of her having any kind of self-doubt? I mean, I know you're on it. I know you're on it. But does she ever a question or something that makes you raise an eyebrow like, "Mm, we need to work on that? So I have heard her say things like, oh, I want my hair like hers. But then in the next breath, I don't really worry about it because in the next breath, she sees a little girl with an afro and a bow. And she's like, oh, mommy, I want my afro. Can you do my afro with the bow? So I think that's just, it, it may just be, you know, just different hairstyles that she finds attractive. But we'll see. I'm definitely going to be on it. <laughs> and watch it. But for right now, she, she'll tell you. I'm brown and proud. <laughs> Work. Love it. Oh, Doreen, thank when you. She was young. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. When she was when she was younger, I asked her what her favorite color was and she was said she said brown. So I thought that was odd, you know, brown for a little girl. And I asked her why. She said and she pointed to her skin like because of my skin color, mommy. Like looked at me like why else? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, clearly you're doing your job. You're doing your job. pat yourself on the back oh Doreen this was amazing is there anything else before we hang up anything you want to add that was it that was it I was like oh that's the big piece of the puzzle I just wanted to bring up Thank you for listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Follow Hair, How I Grew It on Instagram at Keep It Nat. Tweet me at Hair, How I Grew It and tell me what you think of the show. Also, if you're a sister who wants to tell your natural hair story, tweet me. And who knows, I could be asking you how you grew it. Until next time, keep it natural.